We are here for Inside LAFC, the Max and Vin podcast, rather somber one today. We're all still feeling it. I feel absolutely rotten. I'm just upset because why do we have to work? <laughs> that they were knocked out. Are you kidding? This is work. This is I'm uh, part of the reason you know I feel so somber is because we're not going to do this for a couple of weeks. Probably we're going to take a little hiatus and then ramp back up. I don't want to take a hiatus. I know. Well, because you and I will be talking nonstop about everything going on. Anyways, that's what we've always said. We basically do a podcast when we see each other, and people are like, "Will you guys just do a podcast already?" Because I think they wanted us yeah. to leave the room. Because really, when you do a podcast, you go into a room by yourselves. And I think that's what, how this whole all started. Like, get Max and Vince in a room away from the rest of us. <laughs> so I'm going to miss that. I miss talking about what happened on the week and uh, having a nice conversation with uh, someone I, I consider a good friend. So um, we'll, we'll kind of give a little background here. Obviously, LAFC are out, not going to make the playoffs. Losing to the Colorado Rapids 5-2. to two. Very difficult game to call. Yes, I can game. imagine. And um, in a lot of ways, we, we, cause we were there. Um, Connor looks at me at one point and goes, I, I don't understand why I'm not as upset as I thought I would be. And I said, the way that game was going, you really had 45 minutes to prepare yourself yeah. for this. And he goes, maybe you're right. Colorado, very good team. And they're going to win the West. They're the top of the West. Top of the West. It was uh, remarkable to see how well they played and how well Robin Frazier played the game and the, the player selections. You got it right. That's a, that's a team that's all clicking. We've been there before. It's not obviously mm-hmm. here in 2021. We'll talk a little bit about the playoffs. I think every, everyone should really be engaged in the MLS playoffs. If you support an MLS club, you should be t- paying some attention, seeing what happens. Give yourself a target for next year. Mm-hmm. It's, a great, it, it's a great tournament, especially if you're a neutral because yeah. it's not best of three years. It's one right. game. You're going to get uh, immediate uh, pleasure out of results. Ultimately, I would love the format of the home and away, you know, the classic Champions League. However, like you said, if you're a neutral, it's one and done. Like the playoffs, there's no reason to not follow it. It's going to go. It's going to come thick and fast. And it's like, boom, 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 done. Hey, we're at MLS Cup. Um, that's super fun because you just get into it. It's it's straight knockout, man. It's fun. Should we just have a MLS Cup playoff convo before we get into uh, LAFC? Sure. You have a, I have a prediction already. Oh, you do? I do. Okay. I actually don't because I, I looked at it. Think of it really this quick. Is the first, this is the first year. Well, what, I, oh, yeah. what I'm going to say is this, is, this is the first year where I really don't know what to make, which means Seattle's going to win. Seattle's going <laughs> to The East was won by New England by a wide margin, and then I think it was six points separating yeah. second through second. Wide margin, but I guarantee once it comes to playoffs, they're not necessarily going to boat race everyone. No. Philadelphia and Nashville in this order, two to seven. Mm-hmm. New York City, Atlanta, Orlando, Red Bulls. West, Colorado, leapfrogging Seattle and Kansas City. That's how they finished, like in the dog shows. One, two, three. Colorado, Seattle. 16 unbeaten at home, and they'll have all their games at home. They'll have all their games at home. Unless they reach MLS Cup against New England. Yeah, what kind of, uh, Jason wants to know what kind of dog would, some kind of uh, you know, functional terrier active dog oh, what kind of dog would they be this, now i feel like we're doing like colin cowherd show or like petros <laughs> and money where we're like picking maybe an to... australian sheep dog i don't know yeah Bring it out there oh, i can see oh, those big furry ones that are active and pleasant and yeah got a bite to them i like i like it <laughs> so colorado seattle kansas city portland minnesota vancouver rail salt lake which means rail salt lake Made it, which means nothing LAFC could have done yesterday would have got them in. Correct. And with Vancouver tying as well. And it was that man, Demir Krylock, 
who just Amir Krylak. has this penchant for knocking out Los Angeles teams. I got to give credit to Justin Merrim because he hit this bicycle kick and put it right in the path of Krylock. So totally everyone's going to, Krylock. Totally meant Merrim to do that, right? Bicycle. So Justin Merrim with an incredible play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he knew where he was doing. He knew where he was going to put it. It was on its way to goal, and then yeah. Krylock just came across. So Yeah, how many times do you see the guy do that and it just goes straight up in the air? <laughs> yeah, or it goes wide. He mishits it. He hit it clean. So um, quickly about LAFC, we'll get back to the MLS Cup players. So I can give you my prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm having some fun with it, is that uh, in the end, the playoffs are always a little out of reach because we even Correct. went back, if they beat Vancouver, uh, they still would have needed, needed to beat Colorado. They beat Vancouver, they would have controlled their own fate, but would have had to beat, Van- Van- or beat Colorado. They didn't beat Vancouver, and then it just didn't end up mattering in the end. So uh, all the California clubs missed it, all the Texas clubs missed Texas it. Texas and California propping up the West. Which was crazy. I mean, every other state was well represented in the Western Conference. Colorado, Utah, the, the, the nation of Canada, the, uh, the t- uh, British Columbia making it in. Vancouver is going to be the team I I'm, I'm have a soft spot yes. for because of their coach saying, glad the playoffs doesn't start for another two weeks because we're going to get drunk. And uh, for Will Ferrell coming on our broadcast of Vancouver and saying he looked like Rowan Atkinson, which yes. made me laugh hysterically. And I got a text from uh, Merritt Paulson and said, that was hilarious. Yeah, spot on. The- it's pretty good. I looked at him and go, it is Rowan Atkinson. Well, you know I'm a big Mr. Bean fan. Yes. What about Black Adder? Yeah. Uh, anything Rowan Atkinson. I, I mean, he's, he's an amazing talent. What was it? What's the other one? The John, John English? John English. Love it. Did you ever see something on YouTube where he uh, does roll call at school and it's like everyone's name is a, is a pun? It's pretty funny. No, I'll have to check that it's out. Like, pa, Ted. <laughs> Present. Fa, Ted. It's watch it. It's I will. Five minutes. It, I know. It, I know it'll make me laugh because again, just looking at him. Yeah, just his, his school call by Rowan Atkinson. Do it at home, and you'll have a good laugh. He's a he's a funny man. So both LA teams are out, and I uh, that made me feel worse. I know people go did it. If you get solace in uh, them not making it, first of all, the Galaxy are not going to win MLS Cup. But I don't know. Our, our, if they would have gotten in, they would not have gotten it. They got Chicharito though. No, they would not have won it. Okay. So. Um, it's bad for L.A. soccer because we're building it up. We have our two teams. It obviously dents the rivalry. It takes a little bit away from it. I think it's – we need representation. Everyone part uh, with regards to advertisers, look at L.A. as Do you think a, it really dents the rivalry? Teams. A little bit. I mean, Liverpool plays Everton no matter where they are on the table. Yeah, but Liverpool's making the Champions League. No, now, but remember 10 years ago, it Liverpool was – wasn't that great was, 10 years ago. Now it's now, much it was always, better. Liverpool-Everton is no, always a big the deal. The Merseyside derby is better because Liverpool's much better. It used to be like, eh, when, when Wayne Rooney was playing for Everton, yeah, but otherwise it was, wasn't as it is now because Liverpool is such a giant, in my estimation. Right. Purists will probably say something different. But uh, I'm just surprised bad. you're not going to point out that your hammers uh, put them. Not only did the hammers put Liverpool to the sword, my, my, uh, my nephew is a big Liverpool fan. And he goes, they got lucky. I go, I got bad news for you, Pat. No, they did not. They did not get lucky. And secondly, they have created a blueprint on beating yeah. for Liverpool. So Liverpool, I think, are heading into some bad results. Their game plan. And that, uh, that corner for the third goal with Mikel Antonio just like, look, I, I'm not going to really move, but I'm going to make sure that you understand I'm right here. And then Zuma just goes, I'm just going to get to the back post. Unbelievable. A great corner. Allison issues there. I don't think uh, I feel comfortable with him. Uh, and the double pivot that uh, West Ham run just decimated Liverpool. So yep. Liverpool fans, 
West Ham up into third. I'm not saying they're winning the Premier League, but I'm not even saying they're making the Champions League. Yeah, yeah I did. I, I did on Twitter say, is West Ham winning the Premier League? My tongue was firmly in cheek. They're not winning the Premier League. I'm sorry people took it seriously. I was having a little fun because I'm take, happy. You know what? For a brief moment on Take on everything Max Bredos says on Twitter very you'll, seriously. Yeah, you'll know when I'm being serious, and you'll know when I'm like, I'm obviously not. I still don't know. Most people knew. So, I, yeah, both L.A. teams, it's, it kind of makes it feel like we okay. city doesn't matter in the I slightly picture. disagree with that, but I, I, I know that uh, Major League Soccer is not happy about no. not having both L.A. ESPN teams. ESPN Fox are not happy. Yep. Because not only LAFC, Galaxy, who they are, they are, but the two poster boys for the league, yeah. Chicharito and Vela, and are both playing. Yeah. They did get both New York teams in, if you count Red Bull. Yes. I do count Red Bull. Okay. I like the New York teams. But New York City, who's the poster boy there? Castellanos? Castellanos, yeah. Golden no boot one who knows what he looks like. I do. He's, a, he's a Angel Wings tattooed on the back of his neck. Yeah, great. But great player. Great and player. Red Bulls. Golden boot winner. Say it. 18 goals? Yeah. Some years Golden boot winner because he had more assists than Ola Kamara. Ola Kamara getting 18 goals, too. Is well, he had like 11 penalties. So? No, yeah, I'm just saying. Still the same. Still the same. So, um, that's a little, I mean, to me, it felt, it felt a little weird that LA is completely out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all builds a rivalry because then you have a target as well for the Galaxy for LAFC to say, all right, they made the playoffs, let's knock them off their perch. Right. I know it's like inconsequential and it, it'll, you know, we'll sweep it under a rug at some point, but I think those things matter. Big picture. Yeah. It, well, it helps came, maintain momentum. This is the business that you and I are in, right? Like a lot of this is media talk. Like this is media wants these things to happen because it makes the storylines better, makes the narratives better. Oh, Max Press. I thought my ringer was off. I apologize. I uh, thought I was. Actually, I feel like that's the first time that's happened this season. That's pretty that's good. Happened. It's My ringer's always off. Yeah. And it's a it's a work call. It's our, our producer for the TV show. I don't know why. Oh. Not this one. The, the one we do for the. Uh, Tell her to come in. Uh, I don't know what she wants right now. I thought we just finished our season with. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I'll get back to you, Takata. Vacation. Uh, va- <laughs> yeah. Uh, vacation would be nice. You lost your train of thought. No, I didn't. We're getting back to the L.A. thing. So we're going back to both teams. You say it's not a big deal. I don't think it's – I think the reason why – it's not that it's not a big deal. I think that when these two teams play each other next year, it'll still be it's, – it's, it's always most important to the people within the rivalry. Yes, yes it is. I don't, I, don't, I don't care if somebody from Kansas City is like, oh, well, they didn't make the playoffs. So, I mean, you know how it goes in MLS. MLS – talks about the LA teams and everywhere else goes, God, could you just stop talking about the LA teams and talk about my uh, FC Cincinnati? I'm like, why would we want to do that? <laughs> and so, and so to me, it's, it's always going to be huge. I, I take the local market first and the fact that that is not going to die anytime soon. But to your point, if over the next course of a couple of years, the two teams continuously not make the playoffs, yes, this will be very, very bad for Los Angeles soccer. So there you have it. They both uh, are expected to, to build out of this and get and get back to a strong a strong position. Uh, the playoffs now leave you with the two New York teams. You have Seattle. You have Portland as well in the yeah. West. There, there's definitely compelling storylines, and the format of the tournament is very good. I want to get to Vancouver quickly. We'll go to LAFC. So Manny Sartini, mm-hmm. Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean said, uh, not only we're going to get so drunk. After this game, we won't be able to play tomorrow if there was a game. Yeah. And there isn't a game. You have to wait till November the 19th. Yeah. 20th. So November the 20th for everything to start up. So they have about a week, a week and a half. Yeah. And then the teams that have the buys have another few days after that. So he said that they were going to get so drunk 
that they wouldn't be able to play for a couple days. And then he also said they're going to beat Sporting Kansas City. I could see them doing it. They have the, the blueprint to kind of do it. The, the, their football in the way that Colorado's football, because I actually saw Carlo, uh, who does the does you know opposition scouting and, and is taping for stuff for LAFC. And I was like, do you think that, and it didn't work this way, but I said, do you think that Vancouver is a pretty good dress rehearsal for playing a team like Colorado? He goes, yeah, I guess a little bit. And I go, yeah, they, they try to turn, they play their, their center backs deep, try, try like hell to turn you over in midfield, and then they just run, run at you. And he said, yeah, I guess. And so I think for a team like Kansas City, who's going to play similar in a similar fashion to LAFC, but is almost always a 4-3-3. So they're going to get their, uh, they're going to get forward. They're going to get their fullbacks forward. And if they can turn you over in midfield and they can attack with just Dahomey, Gold, and White, those three are on a serious wavelength. I like him. Everything he said he's going to do, he's done so far. Right. So he's getting up there. I think it's getting to other people's heads. So my uh, MLS Cup final pre. Do you think he has the job by the end of the year? I would still enter him. So. He's got to, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's because he. It's a lesson to getting a coaching staff is get the media excited about you, mm-hmm. get your city excited about you, and just create you know like that Claudio Ranieri effect where you're like, well, like, oh yeah, this guy's amazing. I'll yeah. follow him. He's our it's guy. Really lasts very long for him, but uh, well, it never does for Claudio Ranieri. But yeah. for the two another y- fellow Italian the, as well. For the two years that he sticks around with the club, you love him. He's he's. Allegedly, one of the nicest men men in football. Yes, so. I like that. He seems like Vanny Sartini. Seems like a nice guy. I'm going with the Whitecaps and New York City FC in your final. Whoa! All right, so that would be at played at Yankee Stadium. Oh, I didn't want that, but yes, you're right. Wow. Fun game. Yes. Just don't can like the side. Just do don't like the sideline. Yeah, can we if get the it somewhere else? Is that high? Yeah, please. God. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Who has it? I think ESPN has the final. They'll be like. I feel like it would even be better if it was at City Field. <laughs> I don't think they can fill it in there. So uh, I, I would say Vancouver beats Colorado okay. in the, we- the in Western, the Western final, final, and New York City beats, let's say, Nashville in the Eastern Final. Well, I like that. Well, you know, finals sometimes are, are duds. It's always the kind of conference finals that are best. I think you picked two really interesting conference oh, finals. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch those games. I'll watch. Let's see if I'm right. All right, let's talk about LAFC. Yeah, let's talk about the game now. This is people are like, just tell us about the game, or maybe no, they're, no, or maybe they're th- saying like, no, just go longer. We don't want to think about that anymore. It was a series of uh, you know LAFC made great first 15 minutes, pushing, had a lot of good chances, and no. you don't think you don't think so? Chances? Oh, they had the. I would say okay. I'll go in chronological order. Cheeky Palacios had the one where he came. He hit it from long range. Yeah. It's not a great chance. I Two corner the game, kicks that were on the nose. The game started with the ball Colorado, by Brian to Chicho, who yeah, hit the post. The game started with Colorado daring LAFC to come forward, and Colorado was like, "We're not going to press you," because they LAFC wanted. LAFC got behind them a couple times. A couple times, but it was through kind of uh, basically through LAFC's high press, right? We weren't passing through them. We weren't building very well with, with for whatever reason. It wasn't really working, uh, but we were actually picking up some second balls. Uh, Kim and Juan got one where we we turned. Uh, Turned them over, and he was able to hold up play, get one to Sifu that went over the tarp. So, yes, there was half chances, okay, I would half say. Chance. But there was a couple of Moon, in particular, got in behind. It never looked super— There was that near-post run by Chicho. It never looked work. fluid. It did not. And to be honest with you, Colorado never looked all that bothered, despite us having chances. Fair enough. But it was a promising start, as opposed to being under siege, which they were not. Yeah, that was always the game plan. We're not talking Colorado. about, like, Red Bull went out and scored in the first minute. I mean, it wasn't that. Many thought Carlos Vela would start. He comes off the bench. We'd get to that in a moment. But uh, really the goal that I think uh, 
changed the trajectory of everything was the opening goal, and there was this huge open space for Kellen Acosta on the left side, plays the ball in, gets by Blackman, gets by Murillo, falls mm-hmm. to the foot of Jonathan Lewis, who just taps it in. And well, then, it, there you immediately just get hit like yeah. a punch in the stomach. Say, we need two goals. That movement was so in concert, too. Like, Kim Wan, for whatever reason, even though he has Mamadou fall to, to kind of shift over, and I, I think it might, was it Mark that he probably went to? Mark Anthony K? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he went to Mark for no reason and big... f- forgot about his opposing number, Kellen Acosta, who he then gave about 20 yards of space. It was, and that's, that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, good ball, played over the top, takes it down well, and then you know Jonathan Lewis is faster than probably every single guy on that field, including Jesus Davin Rio. Yeah. It's a, he, they really, uh, Acosta hits that ball really hard. I think Jamal could have done a little bit better, but that ball was, it, had, it was a heat-seeking missile. A good cross. Good, very low. good cross, low cross, and Jonathan Lewis had a beat. He knew once it, he knew once it went wide that Acosta's going to try to play it right into this spot, and they, it was almost like it was a set piece. Uh, and uh, good finish. And then, then I thought LAFC actually stepped it up slightly. By and, real quick, Robin Frazier, because Jonathan Lewis doesn't start all the time. That's a, an incredible. It's still weird to me that Cole Bassett doesn't start. But yeah, and that's a knowledge of your opponent. Robin yeah. Frazier has specialists. It's an interesting team because you have several guys to choose from in every attacking. So he has a, every player is interchangeable in mm-hmm. some way, except for Yarbrough. I think is locked in there, right. and let's say Wilson and Price. Price in that in that spine, yeah. although price is pulled out. Everyone else just like a cover where the option is either equal or mm-hmm. close to the person you're replacing it. Yeah, and that keeps opponents on their heels because we didn't know it was going to be Lewis. I thought it'd be Dominique Baji who started and scored. Yeah, in the last game, he comes I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was Barrios, who had Barrios been coming off the bench a lot, but, but he's able to hold up play a lot. Uh, no, they their game plan was like I said, sit back with their back three, try not to get disrupted. Try to be solid through the midfield block, turn him over, and then, like I said, Jonathan Worked. Lewis can fly. Yeah. Uh, and then they had Mark getting up higher too, so that if he was not an outlet, which Mark, in terms of we've talked about this, uh, he's not just a good progressive passer, but he receives progressive passes very well because he has a nice way about him turning on the half turn. But regardless, even if you don't get it to Mark, he's a great presser. So if you get second balls and things like that, Mark's got that reach. He's got that distance covered. He can he can get back on top. He to really upset teams. And that was a big deal. But I thought that after that first goal, LEC found a way. I mean, they really did. I mean, the Chicho, it comes down to the first goal and then the Chicho chance. And when I, I apologize because the opening 15 minutes, I, I, I kind of meant the bigger picture where Chicho's chance came up a little bit okay. afterwards. So just in that opening 25, 30 minutes with opportunities, which LFC had. LFC was still very much in the game. Uh, like I said, although it seemed like Colorado was like, our game plan's working, we're comfortable, and LFC didn't seem as fluid. To your point, they were still turning them over 30, 25 yards from goal and getting big chances in that Chicho chance is the biggest of them all. I mean, he not only had the ball on his preferred foot, he's about, what do you say, 10 yards out? No, closer. Closer than that. Six yards out? Yeah. Okay. Not even six. He was inside the six. Was he inside the six? Okay, so he's right there. He's almost central on the goal and also has time on the ball. It wasn't like he had to one-touch it. Brings it down. Yeah, time. Looked up. Maybe gone to the other post. Hit the post. Yarbrough coming in. Hit the post. And we... It's hard to say that like abs- the game ended there, but then when they go down, they get their corner. Yeah. And I said before the game, they've had the, going into the game, they had seven goals on crosses, eleven goals on corners. That was almost forty percent of their yeah. goals. LAFC struggles this year 
crosses and corners, and it happened. And one out of every four goals, 25% of the goals are off set pieces, mostly corner kicks. Mm-hmm. So the first one that came in it was, was close. second one, they got him. Mm-hmm. Um, far post deliveries were, were working pretty good, well for Colorado. Good delivery. I thought, I mean, Jamal obviously would have wanted to get a stronger hand to it, but I don't think his defenders really helped him out either. He had to go through a lot of guys even just to get to that, and they, they just they did not feature in that play at all. He, he goes through... Colorado players and his own players just to tip that ball, and then when it comes in, I, I think it gets a slight deflection, but they really didn't stop him from doing well, Warner from doing what he was going to do. And at two nil, yeah. Uh, the second goal coming off of look, this is not spilt milk, I'm not crying over anything. So Carlos Vela comes in, and Bob Bradley said, "He goes, look, we're going for it. This is it. This is the final game." When they scored the first, you've got to bring him in. Yeah. Bob looked at Carlos, go get up, go. Like get warmed up. They and they obviously with Carlos with his injury, if he if he had been that much farther along, he would have been able to warm up quicker. He had they had to make sure he warmed up very thoroughly, and so he would have maybe been ready quicker if he hadn't been shelved for so long. But he 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 said it after the match. He 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 took responsibility. He said, "Look, five two looks bad, and it is." Uh, he said, "But what else were we? We had to go for it. We knew we had to win." Uh, so I, I asked the team to play on the edge. When you play on the edge, you can go either way. And sometimes it, and the funny thing was, if even playing on the edge, sometimes it was like, oh, we were kind of close. Like Bob said, they got to 4-2. If you get 4-3, but then 5-2. Five, five, so they played on the edge. I, it's been weird to see a lot of people say, oh, this is so embarrassing. And I'm like, this is LAFC. Go, go out on your shield. What do you, what do you want them to do? Yeah. Just shut up shop and say three nils good enough or three ones okay. We, okay, we, they, we didn't make it look as right. bad. And they procured a couple goals. They procured a bunch of chances. Vela had a couple in the second half. Vela hit a crossbar. One hit a crossbar. He hit one that Vela was hit one that cleared Abubu, by Abubakar. That Abubakar clearly it was, was on going its way in. in. So, I mean, there's a lot of excellent chances yeah. that... Uh, it was the right decision. The execution was wrong. Yeah. And they did, the adjustment to a back four left some gaps. Colorado was able to take advantage of it. I would say that this is the one and a lot of talk about officiating and there's criticism and I didn't see the game. There was some criticism from Peter Vermees on the sporting game. Uh, I've seen some criticism from other games, but with ours in particular and uh, Chapman who there was Vela had two or three runs that were obstructed. There was a, a, a ball attempt, a tackle that came across mm-hmm. the body, which normally was called. Yeah. That led to the initial corner kick. Mm hmm. And the second one would be the the goal. Yeah, would not have happened if that was the case. It was very odd because, and when I was talking to Heath Pierce on the broadcast, it happened again. I go, these are calls, and I'm a, and I'm and Heath would even say, look, maybe he has a reputation, and he gets these calls in the past, and maybe they're looking at it a little closer. I just looked at these. And I go, these are calls he usually gets. Yeah, from behind across the body, nothing. And, they should and probably, that was a huge one. And they should probably be yellow cards too. Should probably. This is the this. Is, uh, I, we keep harping on it. This is the biggest problem with MLS referees. And actually, it's a funny thing. One of our camera operators, Ken, goes again. Not crying. I don't. I don't think the result would have been any different. And it no. doesn't matter if we made it. I'm just sitting there going, "That's a call he gets." No, but nine during, out of ten times during the game, Ken looks at us and goes, "What are what are even the point of yellow cards?" I go, "In the hands of MLS referees, no one knows, because they don't even know. They don't use them properly." And I know that the big talking point in America is like, we don't want referees to decide games. That's across all sports, right? NFL, basketball. Because they all do. They, they all, all do, regardless. Games. Well, it, it, I always say this. Players make the decisions. Referees just have to do their job. And they don't. And again, I'm not saying that this would have changed the game, but in the gra- grander scheme of things, do we want to be known as a league that is that physical wrestling league? Or do we want 
great players to come here. Yeah. I would look if a guy's got to get double yellowed, so be it. Let's go. I mean, don't we love goals? Let's play 11 on 10. Let's play 11 on 9. Like, come on. I, I just don't understand it. And I just think that the, that is the just the, the handing out of cards and how they assess that is the biggest yeah. thing holding this league back to go to maybe another another level. I, I love that take. And it's devil's advocate because these teams go, we have four red cards this season. They have none. Uh, it's not fair. I go, well, they have a star player and he's keeps getting fouled and or learn you guys how to have defend. to stop doing it. What does everybody say? Get your technical stuff in shop. All LMLS does is, is buy high-end talent. Well, then maybe teams would have to adjust and go, oh, we can't have donkeys back there. we got to get some defenders. And maybe that would bring the... like, One way or another, it will bring the level of the league up. It, whether it's through the better officiating or through better defenders, it will bring the level of the league up. Yeah, that is uh, you know the undiscovered country as well with MLS is the investment in big-time defenders. And maybe the first team that really does it You'll see, hey, why don't we think of that? It Mm -hmm. really works. You need good defenders. I mean, world-class ones, in the same way you bring a Carlos Vela or Giovinco, these guys from Europe, or David Beckham, then you bring in a a younger world-class defender, um, like a Virgil van Dijk maybe. I'm just high in the sky, but a guy who's still younger, hey, we're going to invest in a defender now. They're they're harder to find. They're very hard to find. They are – an incredible commodity. It's why we're so high on somebody like Mamadou Fall, who we feel like could take that next step as an 18-year-old. And in many ways, I think he could be worth much more than Diego Rossi and Brian Rodriguez because I think his ceiling is that high. But it's a big step. Mamadou Fall, very exciting. That takes us to the third goal where he was dispossessed. And that one right at the beginning of the second half, you're like... That's his thing he's got to work on. This You and I both said he's like so nonchalant in the way he turns the ball right, over. Right, but this is... When you see that those plays, you're like, he's 18. He's 18. Yeah. No matter how many times or how many games he gets, it's going to take a while for it to click in. One day it will. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to have the... And then he's a $20 million player. He's a... He's, no, not, his not joking. ceiling is so high yeah. that you can sit there and go, okay. And the coaches know that, too. They're like, oh, it's, yeah. This is our this is our center Steve back. Trundle, He's played every game for the last two and a half months. Start of the season, we were we were asking him about Muhammad Traore because we both like Muhammad. We were like, "He's so smooth on the ball. He's got a ni- nice left foot." We go, "Wait, what's said, what's what's, what's the, this Mamadou Fall kid?" And he goes, "Well, he changed the subject. He yeah. said, no, you should look at Mamadou. Yeah, this Fall. guy's going to be really it. special. He's got it.'" And we were like, "Okay, Steve. We should have never doubted Steve Trundolo. Never. <laughs> also, first half, Ibiaga had that corner kick that. Did we mention that one where he came off to the far post? Oh, true. That yeah. was a good one. Yep. Two yards that wide. That was Mamadou really, Fall. He probably really, puts it in. Yep, really should have got that on target. And we talked the Chicho free kick, which Yarbrough saved yes. in front of a bunch of players. You know. Again, yeah. They were there. They were there, but really it felt like even at halftime at 2-0, it yes, was it too changed, far. It changed the complexion of the game because when you say 5-2, as Bob pointed out, that is a, uh, what it looks like when you have to chase. Yeah, and you'll score some goals, which they did. Well, keep they in gave mind, up goals. coming into this game, 33 games pay, played, Colorado had given up 33 goals. Yeah. So they were up 2-0. They, have ne- they rarely concede two goals. So Bob really had to go for it. It wasn't just like, oh, we'll just push a little bit harder. Really had to go. You know what's interesting is actually the same, same sentiment of, oh, I can't believe that this is so horrible. How do we get blown out 5-2 was a, a couple of people's takes about Vancouver. We didn't try hard enough. Why didn't we push more numbers forward? Against Vancouver, you didn't need to. You were getting chances without pushing more numbers forward. But this is it's risk-reward. It's, it's always this. I think combined you had 45 chances yeah. in both games. There's no team that literally says like, oh, I mean, if we concede a goal, it's okay. 
No, you always go forward knowing that hopefully, yes, you score and hopefully you can defend, even if you have to leave maybe your two center backs 2v2 or sometimes 2v1, which happened in a couple cases. So it does, it's not, I, I have to say this all the time, it's not binary. You don't just flip switches. It's always percentages, risk-reward. Big mistakes, again, LAFC would pay for, as we saw it getting back to fall. I think you can accept that. They res- they finally responded. Brian Rodriguez had another really good game. Uh, even that I one he popped that ball. He hit run, that one. Oh, Chicho that could have probably, I don't know how he missed it. Held but. off a Bubakar. Just wiped it away. Yeah, yeah. One of the best runs of the year. Yes. Uh, and yeah, One of those ones where you're like, please just score because I want to remember this and remember that I was there and I watched the whole thing. It was like, it was like watching the, the Galaxy goal. You're like, this is incredible no matter what happens, but score so I can remember it as a yes. good memory. But he's been really consistent. Mm-hmm. He's, been go- he's, he's expanded his game. We don't really talk about Brian Rodriguez when we project to next season because we don't know. I mean, he's, he's under contract. And well, we should get we should get into maybe just a little comings and goings. At, let's wrap up the game. We can talk a little. Yeah, because we don't want to yeah. dwell on this too much. But we'll get on to that a bit. So uh, scored a couple goals, got close to a few others. Yep. And then uh, it was the worst defensive effort, but it was also a part and parcel of what was happening. I would say if the game was tied in the first half, if one of those chances went in, Colorado has enough to play for that they can't sit back because they go, are we going to go go for it and finish right. first? We're going to sit back and take third. Yeah. You go for it. Of course. Right? Yeah, you're so going to no get brainer. a home game either way, but you're why not try to go for a bye? As good as you are at home, go for it and go for the bye. Uh, Colorado – it's not perfect being the top seed because those extra days I don't think will benefit you at all. I said that to somebody, and somebody goes, "No, you always take that." I go, "I don't know, man. I, it, it, I guess it's the age-old question: the rest versus being in rhythm." I mean, you're already going to get two weeks off. Do you really want the extra extra time? But at least they're they're at home. They play very well at home, as we've said, sixteen unbeaten. Uh, so, so finishing second seems almost more appealing because you beat a, you play a team you should beat. Yeah. In this case, it would be Real Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. What a nice matchup. And then you get into the semis, which you would have been, and you still have a home game. Either way. Yeah. Potato, potato. Right. So, and you don't know how the playoffs will roll. So, uh, we'll put a bow on this. Yep. It, even with victory. It was it what it was. Enough. Even with victory, it wouldn't have been enough. It was interesting to be there in Denver um, when they got word that they were going to be the number one seed. Because the, ga- the games ended after ours uh, with Sporting KC. Um, and Seattle, and they were already celebrating because they were happy they won. They knew that that Sissy was gonna, day was amazing. Yeah, except they, where we they knew were. that was going to put that in a spot. But when they the players found out, it was an it was a nice moment. I mean, I'm not a Colorado fan, but I'm a fan of sports and I'm a fan of celebrating. And then also uh, the one big takeaway for me was I have, and I said this on the post game, uh, w- we take our jobs very seriously. Uh, we try not to cheer in the press box. Uh, we try our best to be as um, uh, credible as we can because um, credibility is all that you and I have. So I've never gotten a chance to ever be in the North End uh, during a match. You've gotten to be kind of adjacent to it, like at the Lyon match to do some interviews with. That, which oh, is, I was in the Capo stand once. Oh, yeah, you were yeah, in the Capo stand the, once. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, Peñarol was a, I remember a cause, test. Not a test. I remember because I asked Julio, I was like, make sure you pop some smoke. And you came yeah. back and you're like, oh, my God, I smell so bad. It was bad. a Japanese club with uh, in, in Vitesse. Vitesse no. Vistel Kobe. Vistel Kobe. Vistel Kobe. Vitesse is... Uh, uh, is, yeah. in, uh, Lucas Holland, is in Holland. Please let me, I want to come uh, to LA. But so I've, I've never had, I've never had a chance to do that. And uh, the way Colorado Stadium is, you can get wherever you want to go very quickly. So I came down and I went to the supporter section. Uh, I saw Fern, uh, I saw Sujin, uh, and then I saw Alex Dwyer, Dweezy. Uh, and I got to just cheer 
and jump up and down and sing songs uh, and actually be a fan. I got my first beer shower because I was there. So basically I was there when the third goal was scored. You could hear them in the broadcast too the you whole could. time. Well, great. so the third goal was scored 3-0. They got louder. Then 3-1, that's where I got the beer shower. Obviously there was a little bit of excitement. That was fun. Uh, and then 4-1, I got to be there for that. And then they still got louder and I was like, okay guys, my, my luck has run out here. But I got to spend a good... 10 minutes and that's something that's that's going to be incredible that I'll always remember because it was so I even doing it for 10 minutes I can't see why you wouldn't want to do that week in and week out it's tell so me, much fun tell me the optics too when you're down 4-1 and you're obviously a, a, a fan supporter and you're down and you see that you're like does not that lift you up to know that these people are alongside you and are they're suffering too but you have company in this process uh, I looked at that when it came on screen I'm like that's my peeps. What's awesome. Thank you. I needed that. I needed to see that. It's the embodiment of sports because they're saying this. It, it could not go our way. Regardless, from minute one, we're going to be ramping it up all the way to minute 90 plus. We're not going to change a thing because we know some days it's not going to go our way. Some days it's going to go so much our way. Either way, we're going to have a great time and we're always going to remember this. I, I love that sentiment. I, I love a fan base that has decided and they decided this before day one this was the way we were going to support this is our method of support and i know that some fan bases don't love that they want you to to boo or whistle all right that, that that's for you then i love it i love it because yes because any game you go to even if you lose you can walk away from it and go that sucked that we lost and i hope we get better next week but i had an I had a, awesome time I had a great time and i had a great time with my friends and it's we can't spend enough time with our friends it's cathartic it's exercise yeah it's it's being there in person it is exercise (laughs) oh man i almost i almost tumbled a couple times well at the bank california state with that smoke machine i feel like i smoke two packs of cigarettes after i know and we all know you're only a pack a day guy i'm a pack a day guy i texted Stephen bader we you know mark anthony kane Stephen bader as you said is very cathartic for them you feel good for these guys this is you know something that we saw with tyler they wanted They'd love to get back at their former yeah. team. We'll have guys that would love to get back at their former team. Mark really buried that second ball back in the back net. Back into yeah. the net. And then really celebrated hard with Beta on that fifth goal assist. Beta looks comfortable. He's talking to some of the younger guys, telling him yeah. what to do. I was like... Well, I got to see him and Jordan Harvey hold up jerseys after two. You know, they're, yes. they're like just... It's almost weird to think that they're not together on the same team. Makes you think about how time goes by so quickly. I was in a hot tub yeah. a couple of years ago with these two. Yeah, you, training and Bob Riley going... With a sandwich. The sandwich. <laughs> that, was that was still one of my favorite things. I, I, me too. I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to do it again. So uh, uh, I, t- I gave I had a little fun with Bade. I go, hey, congratulations going on. I go, man, you let two big old divots in that field. <laughs> he says, I, my slide tackling is not what it used to be. Yeah. But he sort of came in. So uh, Rapids are a good group. Uh, wish them the best of luck. And yeah, hopefully it's the Rapids or Vancouver yeah. and not Seattle or Portland. Is that fair? That's, that's a good rooting guide for you guys. Yeah. Well, that's why I said when you when I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. That means it's going to be Seattle, which is like inevitable, and I don't want that. No. Do not want that. I don't think it's going to be Seattle this year. Plus, I don't. I just don't want games on turf. Yeah. What would be the best venue of the teams remaining to to host it? Uh, I mean, Nashville's got the big football not New stadium. England, Philadelphia. See the thing Nashville's about Nashville. Thing about Nashville is New York City. They'll probably have football lines. Atlanta's on it. turf. Orlando, Orlando would be okay. Red Bull's got a great stadium, but they're going to no host it. But no anything. one goes. Salt Lake. It's Orlando. Hoover Turf. Minnesota would be the best one. Minnesota or Orlando. Because it would be Minnesota hosted the final. That would be the best because they would really draw. Yeah. Portland with turf. Kansas City, too. Kansas City. Long, 
They've uh, they've been petering out in the playoffs. It would be a, a cathartic for them well, as well. Everybody's on the injury list again. Okay, so here we go. These are the quest. This is going to be an exciting off season for yeah, better or worse. Let's let, let's get in the uh, let's get in the off season. And I, we can I can certainly tell you that everyone at LAFC is is committed to this. They know that they need to have a product that mm-hmm. will will meet the 2019 standard, the 2018 standard, which was. Very I think good. even if they had made it in the playoffs, they understood that there yeah, was going to be there, there was going to be turnover and there was a lot of work to do. Right, uh, as you've seen it on a Monday here, where we're recording a lot of this Bob Bradley rumors, some misguided about. Where he might go, he's out of contract. You, you, it would be crazy. Well, there's, there's one basically sourceless rumor that is flying around, yeah. and then there has then been correct, a rebuttal correct. from people closer to Toronto saying, I mean, it could happen, but as of right now, Toronto says they have not talked to Bob Bradley. Uh, it would be crazy with Bob Bradley out of contract. Well, I saw Bob Bradley. Toronto and Cincinnati did not come to Bob Bradley and say, yeah, come to us because well, you're not going to get a guy I, like that I told you this who bef- can fix things and build things. Yeah. But I told you this before we started recording. We left from the same airport as the team. We saw all the players. By the way, longest faces. I mean, they were dejected. Not, could not dejected, but it was cool. They, they you know, fist bumped and it was like, hey, thanks, thanks for supporting us. See you back in L.A. Fly safe. Bob, though, was the most dejected. So I can imagine that at any point he was like, yes, Toronto? No. No. Absolutely not. He probably rewatched the game three or four times, just knowing him. He's got pretty good at deep L.A. roots, man. He spent a lot of time here, and uh, you know, this is a job, and he has a great relationship with the ownership and John, and mm-hmm. uh, they're going to have a big conversation. And uh, I've, I've seen Bob's work for mm-hmm. many, many years. The guy delivers. Uh, and this was a bad year, mm-hmm. and some of it falls on his shoulders, but we've always talked about it. He's a coach. Like, always, I mean, okay, who do you get to replace someone like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's what, what, what's that list look like? Right. This Bob Bradley is gold standard coaching. Yeah, which is why. And teams, deserves a, a shot at maybe fixing yeah. this thing after a bad year. Which is why teams like Toronto and Chicago. I mean, well, I'm on record as saying this. This has been a bad year. Tons of injuries. There is a lot that needs to change. So I'm not chalking it all up to just one unlucky year. There, there needs to be changes. There needs to be personnel changes. Maybe a, a look at different ideas. Like we talked about, man, it was kind of cool to see Cheeky, like a real ball-winning six. Maybe we tried to do that, something like that next year. We, and these are conversations that they're going to be having. They've probably been having. They will have. Uh, but ultimately, the plan wasn't wrong. Again, the execution was wrong. And, and just kind of the final product wasn't there. Um, and you and I kind of outlined what we think is the uh, three big things that you want to get rid of a coach for. When results aren't there, you're not creating chances, and you've lost the locker room. Okay, results weren't there. Chances were created, locker room not lost. I don't care what anyone says. Locker room not lost. So I, I think spent too much time at training to know it's yeah. not lost. Everyone is. My bold and not so bold prediction is Bob Bradley and Carlos Veller are in the exact same boat. If the club and those they're both I think the club and both the player and coach want to be together if they can find the right number of years and term length they will be so they are both their first priority if they don't go it's because they couldn't right. couldn't sort it out I don't think it's because anybody jumps ship and goes you're out I think the duration of a contract would be huge because uh, some of those clubs you mentioned I, they'd be crazy not to offer a long term well yeah some of those clubs are a long term rebuild this, a long term rebuild they can yeah. afford that Chicago Cincinnati Toronto you know, a guy with be, a, a a flawless result in building these teams and getting them from nothing from nothing what he did with but I love what you said he deserves a chance we haven't I keep saying to everyone we haven't seen LAFC 2.0 yet we saw LAFC like 1.5 where they tweak just a little bit say move send a guy here move a guy here it we know there's going to be big changes I I just I kind of would prefer Bob Bradley be the one that's training these guys come January if there is going to be a lot a lot of turnover because 
in football, you don't generally want a ton of turnover. Yeah. When you have to renew a cycle, look at Barcelona. Ooh. You have to renew a cycle. It's tough. Like, look at Liverpool now. I mean, we, we just talked about how they kind of got done by West Ham. It's because they're at the very tail end of their cycle, and they're wondering, what do we do after Mo Salah? What do we do after Sadio Mane? What do we do if Allison is all of a sudden not the goalkeeper that he used to be? I mean, they, they might be already seeing it. And we need Bob Bradley around to bring Mo Salah in here next season. This too, is true. So. <laughs> this is true. Out of contract. Out of contract. Hey, one can dream. We've we've been told that they're looking big. They're looking big. That's all. Look, don't ask us for any more info because we don't have it. All we know is they're looking big. We don't know about Bob. We don't know about Carlos. Yeah. But these conversations are going to be having, and I, I think, I, I I tend to think both would want to stay under the right, yeah. um, under the right deal, and I think so. Right money. I think Carlos is the same way. He's happy here in Los Angeles. He's Family's here, happy in Los Angeles. The big one for me is Edward Etwesta just had a child. We brought this up last time. Is he happy here in Los Angeles? Does he want to maybe stick around a little bit longer? Because if he, if he signs another contract, this is going to be his club. It's going to be yes. his club for and eight they, years, nine they, years. They did up his number. The latest salary numbers have him at 1.25. Now, we've been told is by— Is he content to be here and not pursue the European know. dream, which we know Diego Rossi wanted? It, he wanted. Yep. He said it. I know. Ryan Rodriguez We wants. know Edward wants it, right? But soccer is the one sport where at 25, you're all of a sudden old. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's just the way it is, especially leaping from— MLS to Europe you're considered old if he was already in Europe he could move around easily at 25 but it's a tough it's a tough jump and if you look at this team and say okay if Carlos comes back if Bob's back and you're building with Chicho and Edward good start yeah also with with LAFC's uh, scouting and uh, training uh, departments Edward Atuesta Chicho Arango, these are glowing successes for a team. Yeah, they've hit, they've had some missteps. Mm-hmm. The jury's still out on a guy like Jose Cifuentes. Mm-hmm. We've seen the good, but we've also seen the inconsistency. Yep. Chiqui Palacios looks like he's developing on the right level. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is something that really works and is a testament to those departments that are in place, which you probably have to blow up in some way if things change. Right. Those are good. Those are foundation stones that are very good for yeah, I don't. I, I don't quite understand. Dan, blowing things up is blowing things up. Yeah, blowing things up is not good. No. It's not good. It you means lose, you have to wait a little longer. Well, and times. you lose so much institutional knowledge. So let's say you, you really blow it up and you don't have a John Thornton anymore. Well, you also no longer have a Juan Pablo Angel who found Edward Atuesta. And he helped with Chicho Arango. Um, you probably don't have... A Chicho v- Arango's getting called up to the Colombian yeah. national team based on what he's done with this club. You, it's the only... Yeah. That is the only thing that's been different from him. And not making it in past years. You don't have your Uruguayan scout, Victor, who helped find Diego Rossi. Who knew Diego Rossi since he was five years old. Like this man, these scouts are people that, again, you lose these people. How cute was Rossi at five years old? Oh. I feel like he's probably just smaller, but the exact same head. (laughs) Like, yeah, like a bobblehead. Enjoying uh, life in Istanbul. So, Brian Rodriguez, who is another one. We've waited to go, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. It's working now. Mm Mm-hmm. It's working. We're seeing that he's getting called up all the time, and he's starting games for Uruguay. He is a major asset. He's bought in, and now he's he's admitted. He's kind of said like, "My bad. I thought I was kind of without saying it directly, but he said like, I bought in more. I'm listening more." He's not 24. He's nope. 21. Yes. So he still has time to build it. So I would, at the very least, like another season, half season. Another season. I think you get another six months. Another six months. My my. My big take of what that I said in post game was Carlos will be back. Brian will be back. Brian will be sold in summer. Diego will 
get his his option picked up, you will not see the replacement of Brian and Diego until summer. That's when you can get the best guys. But think think about this. They the That's one when guys thing, are available. Well, it, how do they? But how? In do having they, those open slots, though, it doesn't mean they're not, they're going to miss out on talent, right? One thing that we have not taken advantage of yet is that under twenty two initiative. Yeah. So and they can still bring in. It. I mean, a Tyus Magno. Who's starting type, to play well. Type uh, Lucas Estevez, who the Rapids brought in, is not bad left back that they were able to bring yeah. in from that under those. I mean, all of the NYCFC uh, 22 under 22s are, are ballers. Yeah. I mean, and Tyus Magno was the, the biggest one, and he, they were kind of like, oh, we don't know, and now he's playing really well. These things that are put into place, they're there for a reason. But uh, explaining it the way you do makes it seem like oh, Carlos Vela is almost a, a, a necessity because you need to bridge it to those other two. Otherwise... You'll be down three DPs. That's what I. Uh, you can't be down three DPs. No. So the ball is a little bit in Carlos' like court when it comes season. to I think asking for. Well, and think about this too. Uh, Carlos Vela attracts other talent, right? Yes. We've, we've talked. We've had the Antoine Griezmann talk. Uh, you know, he's already you know, and in, in, in some of it's tongue in cheek, but Carlos really does mean it too. Those two are very close. Um, if you have zero DPs, you have a tough chance of convincing one of big. Like some guys will come just because an ego. They'll be like, I could be the guy. I could be the guy, but there's gonna be a lot of guys that go, "Ooh, what do you got? A bunch of kids and some some MLS players? No, I'm good." Yeah. So I think when you when you spell it that way, it, it, it'd be hard to imagine no Carlos Vela next season. But we, we, we shall see. And not to mention the marketing power that he has. And when you're talking about money, you get a lot of money back with Carlos Vela because he's on billboards. Yes. He sells jerseys. Yes. All that kind of stuff. And especially if he has a good bounce back here, and he's he has a historic place here. So I think you're right about Brian. Uh, you got to see if these other guys you can buy in. The South American players, Sifu Chiki, some, Ancho, some tough decisions for the South decisions. American players. I think obviously tough decisions at goalkeeper. Uh, Maybe the, the starting all, goalkeeper is still not here. Yeah, are all three gone? Or is someone back? Uh, there's going to be an expansion draft, so you're going to have to negotiate with that. Uh, and then the back line. I think there's some some big question marks. One, first and foremost, being hopefully Eddie Segura is going to be fully fit and healthy because we've seen how much we've missed uh, someone of his caliber. So it is football mind. It's not just Eddie's skills. The way he plays defense is so cerebral and it's different than, than a lot of these guys. I mean, I, I, I have said that Jesus Davimrio reminds me of Giorgio Chiellini, but not quite that level. <laughs> because you always see Giorgio Chiellini just slamming into the back of a guy and he somehow always gets away with it or tucks, you know, tips the ball away. When Murray does it and he does it well and he has those games where like he's on it, he does it really well. But when he misses a couple, it puts the team just so up against it because he's that he's that guy. He's a high leverage guy. I don't, I don't I don't if I was him I would I, or not if I was him, but I don't uh, blame him um, for sometimes getting beat because he's the last guy. He's got to do something, um, and that's the that's kind of the way LAFC plays. But they kind of scared me there because I think we're all ready for Eddie Segura to come back, but there's no guarantee he comes at the beginning of the year ready to go. I mean, it's, it's, I saw him at the training facility. He's, yeah, he he looks he looks good, he's, but he's not training. Nope, I mean, he's getting therapy. It's an it's, yeah, it's still an ACL injury, you know. And Poncho has the, the MCL injury. I that, still got a brace on it. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate because those guys, I mean, Pancho was playing as good as he played in an LFC jersey when he did it. And Eddie Segura is Eddie Segura. And you look forward to seeing what he can do with Mamadou Fall. A lot of allocation money available. A lot of allocation money. You got the million from Zerman. You got the million from K. Right. You got the 750 hey, from Corey Baird. Right. And for what, they spent some of that from, on Chicho Rango and some others. But some on Chicho Rango, but from what we were told, they did not need the K money before they pulled off the Chicho deal. Oh. So what are we looking at? Two... 
I don't Chicho know. Arangos? That's the one number we can't get out of John. And we, we've we brought this up that we said, you know, we'll, we'll take some time off, but we'll be around if we if there's news or if we can get someone. John Thornton is obviously, some, obviously someone that usually at this time of the year is more than willing to come on, which is why we love John because he's forthright. Um, and he's told us, we, 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 we both go to John before any podcast we do, we go, okay, we'd like to kind of, and he just, just, just ask the questions. Yeah. Just do it. We go, okay, you don't want to, no, just do it. And he, and he does. And so I think uh, if we can get John Thornton on, we'll definitely come back for a podcast with that because there's a lot of questions. Uh, but that's the one number we can't get from him, and, and why would he? We'll get him on. We'll get him on. John will come on. So, uh, again, there's a lot to talk about, but we're going to take a little break from the podcast. We're not sure how long, but probably after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Be back. Yeah. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Decompress. MLS on Thanksgiving for the first time ever. Uh, and enjoy your family. Enjoy your family and enjoy your LAFC family as well, too. Uh, everyone that's, that's involved with that, we will uh, we'll work Actually, on the John Thorne. Actually, very good point before we go. The season is over for LAFC. However, the 3252 and a lot of these supporters groups, the season is not over. Keep in mind that they will be doing food drives for Thanksgiving. They'll be doing toy drives for Christmas. Uh, their season does not end. Um, and this is the time of year when, you know, we need to give back. So... Season of giving. Keep following. Yeah, the season of giving. Keep following up with your supporters group with the 3252. They will be, there is no off season for them. They will be busy. So I, I want to just put that on there. Well, we'll be busy too. We're going to be aligned with all that's really important work. So and we thank you to the supporters. And again, this made so much easier because we know you guys are all in the same boat with us. We'll see you very soon here on Inside LAFC Max and Vitz podcast. In the meantime, if you missed an old one, now's a great time to listen to one. Or Come watch, or watch, or watch one it. and check out how cool our style is. And thanks to 110 Football. Yep, thank you.